Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Bump Bag, heading into Week 2 Sunday around the NFL. Thursday Night Football already took place. We'll dive into my thoughts on on the Vikings, because I have a lot of them. <laughs> um, but I do want to start with this. Um, Josh Allen got a lot, of, a lot of crap after his performance this past Monday night, throwing three picks to the Jets. They lose in overtime on the punt return. And look, he deserved all of the the backlash he was getting he did you know in that situation in that game when the only way that the jets were going to have a chance is if the bills played sloppy and then josh allen metaphorically heard that threw back the rest of his cores like crushed it in his hand let let out a burp and was like all right watch this and then through three of the dumbest interceptions you will ever see a superstar quarterback make. So he deserved all of the, the criticism that he, that he got this week. That said, the Bills are going to win by double digits tomorrow. And if you're listening to this in the morning today against the Raiders. Because at this point, what people need to understand is that this is just who he is. And there is a way that you can reel that in a little bit, but that's never going to go away. And a lot of it is what makes him great. The reckless abandonment, where he's just going to run around, play schoolyard ball. And sometimes it's going to bite you in the butt. And we saw that happen against the Jets. But this is who Josh Allen is. He is the sword that the Bills will live and die by. Because by no means are they one of the five best teams in the league consistently in Super Bowl contention without him. And a large part of that is him being able to go off script and throw the ball 60 yards downfield to create a crazy completion or make some sort of crazy play like that five times a game that swing the momentum in the favor of Buffalo. So we can talk about all the things that he's that he did wrong on Monday, and that's fine. But to flip the script on that, he played that bad. The worst game that he's played in three years. Maybe the worst game that he's played since his rookie season. And they still came away losing in overtime on a punt return. I'm not excusing anything that Josh Allen did. I want to make that very clear. He needs to play better. He needs to reel that in a little bit. He needs to not just come off of play action, see nothing immediately, and then just launch a ball into double coverage in the end zone. It's not good. He needs to take the layups, as I've said the Bills need to do for the past year. And there was another instance on Monday night where he had a layup. Third and two. 
Dalton Kincaid open in the flat. He forces it into double coverage to Gabe Davis, and it gets picked. There are a lot of things that he does need to reel in. But it's also very true that without him, the Bills aren't where they are in terms of their placement in the NFL and being one of the top contenders, especially in a conference that's just full of really good quarterbacks, full of really good teams. In the past three years, we have consistently seen that they are one of the best of the best. Now, as I said, they are going to win by double digits tomorrow, or if you're listening to this podcast today, this afternoon, against the Raiders for multiple reasons. One, last year when Josh Allen had his worst game, his worst performance, similar to the Jets, really, the game that we saw on Monday where he throws a boneheaded interception and it cost them the game. That was last year against Minnesota, by the way, in a game that they had no business losing. And one of the craziest games you'll ever watch. And they lose in overtime when Josh Allen throws just a dumb interception when he had somebody open where he could have just taken the layup and played for another down. But he plays with Dragula by Rob Zombie being played in his helmet 60 minutes every week. And it cost them. But. After that game, the next five weeks, Josh Allen, 10 touchdowns, one interception. The Bills went 5-0. and It seems that he plays his best football after playing some of his worst football. And I think that we're going to see a, a heavy dose of that against a Raiders team, by the way, last year who finished 30th in the NFL in defensive EPA per play. Oh, but Jared, they beat the Broncos. That's great, man. I don't care. I sincerely do not care that they beat a bad Broncos team and held a team that can't score to save their lives to 16 points. I don't care. Was Max Crosby maybe going to get a little bit of his? Sure, but Max Crosby will always get a little bit of his. We saw, oh, if you watch quarterback, you saw him get to Patrick Mahomes constantly. They still got their asses kicked twice by the, by the Chiefs. I'm not worried about the Las Vegas Raiders. Bills are eight and a half point favorites right now on FanDuel. I think they win by 10. And I think that Josh Allen is going to have a big bounce back day against a bad Raiders defense and a game that they need to win to kickstart their season. I expect them to take full advantage at home, get their season back on track early on. But again, last year, really bad Minnesota game. The next five games, the Bills go 5-0. and Josh Allen, 10 touchdowns, one pick. And now they're playing one of the worst defenses in the league. I expect a big day from Josh Allen. I expect a big day from the Bills as a whole. And I still think that they win that division. I think they're going to be fine. Now, talking about Minnesota, they played on Thursday night. And they fumbled about 90 times. And just an ugly-ass game, man. Ugly game. Kirk Cousins in that game, though, threw four touchdowns and looked really good. So far on the season for Kirk Cousins, 708 yards, six touchdowns, one pick, a passer rating of 114.2, and the Vikings are 0-2. Now, granted, week one against Tampa Bay, he had a couple really bad fumbles, just weird sequences that, that in, in turn, cost him the game a little bit. However, Kirk Cousins, what is the reason the Vikings keep him the rest of this year? They're not winning the Super Bowl with him. They're not going far with him. 
if you're the Vikings, for the long haul, it's better if you stink this year. Throw your name in the hat of potentially landing Caleb Williams or Drake May. Trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. The Jets can win the Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins. But that defense, those weapons, we know how good Garrett Wilson is. We know how good their, their backfield is with Cook and Hall and, and Michael Carter. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed on the defensive side of the ball. These guys don't need introductions. There is no reason if you're the Vikings. You just saw what Kirk Cousins did against the Eagles. And by the way, the Eagles played a bad game. So Kirk Cousins plays one of his best games. The Eagles play one of their worst. And you still lose by six. What does that tell you if you're the Vikings? What does that tell you? You're not going to go far, even if he's on the roster. Okay, you're 0-2 already. Oh, and by the way, next week you got the Chargers. That's not going to be just a chalk-it-up win. Potentially 0-3. What is keeping you from trading away Kirk Cousins? Because he's not going to be there next year. They're not bringing him back. He's going to walk. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to go somewhere else. Why not get something for him? Instead of getting nothing, finishing this year with like six, seven wins, being in purgatory, not being able to get a quarterback for the future, and then just being mediocre at best for the next decade. Suck it up. Take your medicine. Be terrible this year. Give Justin Jefferson an extension with the money that you'll now have going forward because you'll have a rookie quarterback. I mean, this really covers all bases for the Vikings. You get to take care of Justin Jefferson. You get to potentially get Caleb Williams or Drake May, putting him with Kevin O'Connell, one of the better offensive minds in the league. And now your roster is largely cheap because after that, once they extend Justin Jefferson, that's really the most expensive thing they got on their roster. You're not going to be tied to Cousins anymore. They don't have an expensive running back. Defense is pretty cheap. I know that they extended Harrison Smith, but it's not like he's making... It's not as if they have multiple guys making boatloads of money. I, I think it's for the best interest of the Vikings if they just take their medicine, trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets, and get something for him rather than, okay, he's going to walk at the end of this year anyway. Let's try to win seven games and do nothing. Doesn't make any sense. They're already 0-2, staring at 0-3, depending on what happens in that Chargers game. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, with this roster especially, with that defense especially, who just gave up a boatload of rushing yards to the Eagles. They couldn't stop them. And a couple really big pass plays to Devontae Smith. Defense is young. They're still figuring a bunch of stuff out. Brian Flores, I think, is going to be a net good for that defense going forward, but this isn't going to be a one-year project for them. So... Trade Kirk Cousins, take care of Justin Jefferson and extend him. And then you got a rookie quarterback and you can build a roster around him with a really good offensive mind in Kevin O'Connell, a good offensive or good defensive coordinator and Brian Flores. And as long as you can, you know, hit a couple of draft picks, bring in a couple of free agents, then you're really cooking with gas. It might not be in 2024. There might be a little bit of struggles, but he got Caleb Williams in 2024. I think that they'll be competitive. I think he's going to be a guy that comes into this league right away and is going to be Mahomes-esque. I don't think he's going to be, you know, 50 touchdowns and 12 picks, but I think that he'll be really solid off the bat. They're not, they're not doing anything this year with Kirk Cousins. There's no reason to hold on to him. Trade him, get something for him, because you're going to lose him anyway. 
and then go into 2024 with a good draft pick, a chance to land either Caleb Williams or Drake May. And then the next decade, you could be pretty all right. But if they just stay where they are right now, they're staring at mediocrity, seven and 10, eight, nine seasons for the next five years, man. You got to take your medicine, stink this year, take care of Justin Jefferson, take care of your guy, make sure that he can't go anywhere else, and then get a quarterback for the future to put in this Kevin O'Connell offense. Because they got weapons. We know how we're already seeing how good Jordan Addison is. He's already got a couple touchdowns through two weeks. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league. They need right now they're playing with basically a third string offensive line, and Kirk Cousins just did that. And if you're the Jets, you know, people are saying, okay, well, what can they get for Kirk Cousins? The Jets would absolutely give them some draft capital in return. Now, it won't be a first or second round pick because of the, the trade with the Packers. But if you're the Vikings, Take a third and a fifth. Take take a handful of picks over the next two, three years. It's better than getting nothing for him. So this makes sense for both sides where, one, the Jets won't be tied to Kirk Cousins long-term because he's going to be a free agent next year. So this is just basically a one-year rental. Kind of like in hockey, this happens every year in hockey where you know, the trade deadline teams that are trying to go all in for a Stanley Cup will get a bunch of guys on expiring contracts, bring them in for the rest of the season, try to make a run at the Cup, and then next year they all sign elsewhere. That's what that's what this can be for the Jets. This can be a hockey trade where Kirk is a hired gun who comes in to play really solid football. He's got good weapons. He's got a great defense. All Kirk needs to do is just not mess it up. He's better than Zach Wilson. He's better than anybody who can sign off the street right now. There's no, there's no loser in this situation. Yeah, the Vikings are going to stink, but guess what? You're going to get a quarterback of the future if you do. No loser in this situation. If, if I'm the Vikings, I'm mailing it in. I'm saying, look, we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Let's suck. Let's trade Kirk. Thank him for his services and roll out. Who the hell is their backup, by the way? I don't know if I could tell you who the Vikings backup is. But that's probably not a good sign. Is it Jaron Hall? I, I know they brought him in from BYU. I think it might be Jaron Hall. Kellen Mond ain't there anymore. I know that much. So it might be Jaron Hall, who's their backup. Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins sounds right. It's one of those two. Regardless, you're going to have a bad quarterback. It's going to be a rough year, but it's going to benefit everybody in the long run. It's going to benefit Justin Jefferson. He's going to get paid. He's going to have a good quarterback going forward. You can build this offensive line through the draft or bring in free agents now that you got more money. It is so worth it just mailing in a season that you're only going to win seven games in anyway and building for the future and taking care of everybody rather than just trying to stay quote-unquote competitive when in reality you're not going to go anywhere. And sometimes that's a medicine you got to take. And not a lot of teams take that medicine and that's why they remain mediocre. I think a lot of Vikings fans would be like, all right, yeah, this year's not going to be fun, but you know, the future is at least there's a clear plan. And I think that's what you need right now if you're the Vikings. A clear plan for the future. See what happens. All right. 
enough of my <laughs> being on my high horse. Uh, let's get into my five best bets of week two. I think there's a few of them that are bound to hit. I'm going to start with Packers and Falcons under 40 and a half. That is minus 110 on FanDuel. No Aaron Jones, it looks like, for the Packers. Even if they do have him, he's on a pitch count. So expect a lot of, no Christian Watson either, by the sounds of it. So a lot of, you know, leaning on A.J. Dillon, a lot of the run game. We know the Falcons aren't going to throw the ball because they can't. So it's going to be a very possession-heavy game. I expect a 17-14 just slugfest between two teams who are going to run the ball a lot. Not a lot of points are going to be scored under 40 and a half for Falcons Packers is where I'm at right now with that. That was one of my favorite bets of the weekend. Packers Falcons under 40 and a half. Derrick Henry to rush for 110 yards or more. The Chargers defense, uh, yeah, they only allowed, was it 70 yards last week, but it was at, in terms of the, the Dolphins run game, it was very efficient. They just didn't run the ball a lot because they didn't have to. So expect Derrick Henry and the Titans to just pound the football against the Chargers. I expect 110 plus yards from Derrick Henry. That is plus 194 on FanDuel right now. You can get a really good value. Derrick Henry, 110 plus rushing yards against the Chargers defense. That, by the way, Eric Kendricks might not be in the lineup. They're going to be leaning on Kenneth Murray to call plays. This is a, not a very good run defense for the Chargers. And I expect Tennessee to fully exploit that. Justin Herbert, we're sticking in this game. He's not going to have Austin Eckler on offense. So Justin Herbert, 300 or more passing yards. That is plus 124 on FanDuel. This is not a good Titans pass defense. So kind of leaning into what both teams do well. Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Let him sling it against a bad pass defense. I expect them to do just that, especially with, you know, we saw last week where, okay, Quentin Johnson's making plays. Keenan Allen's making plays. Start spreading the ball around. Start pushing the ball downfield. We didn't really see too much of that. Like Herbert was efficient. But it was a lot more of the same stuff where it's just they're not they're putting a cap on Herbert. Week two against a bad Titans pass defense, let Herbert sling it because you don't have Austin Eckler to lean on. Justin Herbert, 300 or more yards, plus 124 on FanDuel. That is a very good bet. Number four, just the Chiefs money line, minus 180. Yeah, you're probably going to have to you know put a little bit more money on it to really justify betting it. But I don't see the Chiefs starting 0-2. They're getting Travis Kelsey back. They're getting Chris Jones back. I know the game is taking place in Duval. Maybe the biggest game, I mean, big, biggest regular season game for the Jaguars in, in a while in terms of proving that they are a real team. Kind of reminds me a lot of when they faced, I believe they faced the Patriots the year after they faced them in the AFC title game at home. Um, and a game that they won, actually, too. Um so big game for, for the Jaguars. I think it's going to be a very fun game, very back and forth, but I do think the Chiefs end up winning. I just don't see Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid starting 0-2. I really don't. So bet the mortgage on Chiefs money line. That's minus 180 right now. Hey, if you think that they're going to win it a little bit more by a little bit more than a field goal, current spread's minus 3.5. That's minus 110 odds. Get you a little bit more money that way. And then Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown score against the Ravens. What did I say coming into the season? I said the Ravens are going to struggle. Because one, we don't know how that offense is going to look. And every year, everybody gets hurt. And what happened? Everybody's already hurt. A bunch of guys on the defensive side of the ball are already going down for the Ravens. Bad week last week for the Bengals. They're going to look to bounce back. Second straight game in division to start the season two. So big test 
for the Bengals, but they're going to be going up against a depleted Ravens secondary. I think Jamar Chase has a big game. Bet him anytime touchdown. That is minus 110. That tells you how much Vegas thinks that he's going to score a touchdown. If an anytime touchdown score is at minus money, minus 110 for Justin Jefferson, or for sorry, for Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown. So hop on those. Again, the five best bets for me this week. Packers Falcons under 40 and a half. That is minus 110 odds. Derrick Henry, 110 plus yards. That is plus 194. Justin Herbert, 300 plus yards. That is plus 124. And then the Chiefs money line is minus 180. And again, if you think that they're going to win by more than a field goal, go ahead and throw that Chiefs minus three and a half. And then Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown against the Ravens is minus 110. Week two, Sunday. And again, if you're listening to this as a late night podcast, that'll be tomorrow. If you're watching it live tomorrow, but if you're listening to it this on Sunday morning, coming to you later on today, really good slate of games. And then we got a doubleheader Monday night, Saints, Panthers, Brown Steelers, doubleheader on Monday night football to round us out. So week two already started. Uh, we're getting into it Sunday and Monday. Thank you guys for listening. Again, a little bit of an abbreviated version of the podcast as we head into Sunday. Mo Moten from Bleacher Report will be joining me Monday for the Monday reaction show of the, of the Pump Fake. Um, that's, I mean, we talked about Bill's Raiders, a guy who does a lot of Raiders stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun to to recap that with Mo. Uh, first time him and I have actually done like a like face-to-face live stream together. We've done a few spaces together on Twitter, but this is going to be the first time that he's been on the show, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. And yeah, man, I mean, we're in full swing. So uh, go read uh, everything that I'm doing right now. If you're a Steelers person, a Steelers fan behind the Steel Curtain, SB Nation, go read all of that stuff. Uh, USA Today, power rankings every Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, check USA Today's feed for the power rankings that I will be writing up, as well as a bunch of other things throughout the week. Um, winners and losers, uh, film stuff. Just a lot of different things going on, a full plate throughout the year uh, for me. So if you're watching, listening, however you're doing it, keeping up with me, reading, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Pump Fake. Enjoy week two Sunday, and we will be back Monday with Mo Moten. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.